Good afternoon, everybody. This is the Crossing Conversation. I am Jay. And I am Craig. He knows who he is. I this do time. this week. I'm on the ball, Woo! buddy. I call my I practice on the way here. <laughs> if you have to practice your name on the way to somewhere, here's your sign. <laughs> He's this segment guy. is sponsored by Memory Care. <laughs> Care. <laughs> if you're a real thing, we would remember you. Um, welcome, everybody. This is the Crossing Conversation. We're going to have such a great time today. We, uh, we're we so sorry about Facebook Live last time that uh, our, we had an internet issue, but now we, yes, we, did. we resolved it. But uh, thanks to the tech guys, mainly Devin. Uh, I think Devin. 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 Yeah. Everything's up. Brian was involved. They got it picked up. It's installed, copiers working. It's a team effort as Devin is behind the scenes going, team effort. But Devin did most of it. Um, All right, and- yeah. <laughs> of course, he called me three times for some advice on You know what's funny is that I was thinking today, something. and a real thing is that, you know, a lot of people just have really stepped in. There's no way. I was thinking, I'm like, there's no way we could have gotten this done if we didn't, we didn't work as a team, man, if people weren't here. Like Devin and Brian and... I don't know how. No, I have no, no, clue no, 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 no. Listen, all the things that we have going and all the, there's absolutely no way if we didn't have our team. That's right. And listen, maybe, maybe, hopefully not. We have some other team members that have gone on to other opportunities sure. and things. Uh, but I got to tell you, I'm, I'm more excited about the, the team that God's put together right now than I have been. In a long, long, long time. It's a good feeling. God's doing a new thing. Absolutely. Speaking of a new thing, we really want to make sure this is, uh, while everybody's tuning in here, something really awesome, um, I was really touched by it um, last night, was our student ministry. Oh, Um, yeah, that was great. And, of course, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm just going to remove myself for a second because this deserves some really awesome um, focus here because, you know, youth, I mean, they're the, I know everybody says it's cheesy, but they're the future. It's you know, but to see uh, Devin and Bethany come in and they really relate to the kids on a really awesome level. And um, mm-hmm. but here I'm going to have them pull up in here. And Craig, you just talked to him for a minute, man. Sure, and sure. within this time, listen, they both have way better characteristics than I do. So make sure you don't fall too much in love with them on the microphone. OK, I'm just kidding. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Here they are. It's Devin. Hey, and while Beth- you're stepping out of the camera range, do me a favor. Go to my truck. It's right outside the door because I was running so late. It's right outside the door, okay. and get the new cap someone gave me today. The new cap. Cap hat. Okay. All right? Yeah. It is so me. Okay. It is so me. All I'm right. excited about where. Hey, everybody. This is Devin and Bethany. They're the new student ministers of our, our student ministry at The Crossing, which encompasses both Indrio and Oleander campuses. Yes. I'm excited about that. And... Um, the, the first week you guys had it, I was sick, you know, yes. actually called out Sunday, Pastor right. John filled in. And then this very week, I, uh-huh. very rare occasion. Very, I rarely do I miss a Sunday. Right. That's my, that's what I really love. The rest of that stuff is work, but that's my passion yeah, this, right there. That's the day. And, um, and then yesterday I moved back into a property I owned and, and, and I don't want to take the chance, you know. I don't know about you putting up blinds and I want to replace the blinds and hang some new ceiling fans. If I were to put up blinds, I'd have like three holes before I ever got it. Absolutely. And and so I I don't want to go to all that waste of money and to to do that. Yeah. And so the guy's going to meet me at one 30 and it was like seven o'clock last night, but I did get to participate last night. I ordered the pizza. Yeah. 
Yeah, I almost said I Shout made the Lutinas. pizza. Yeah, Lutinos. This segment is sponsored by Lutinos Pizza in Lakewood Park. Uh, you know, we ought to do that more often and get a little money. Tell us your all's passion about student ministry. So, I'll, I'll start with, go ahead. All right. So, I, I grew up in the church. Um, my father was a minister um, for all of my life, really. Um, so, I. Bethany's a PK. That's what the name of all pastors' kids. And they are held to typically a higher standard than anyone, which is not fair. Correct. We understand. Very correct. Yes. So I got to experience youth group, you know, at my, my dad's church. And then when I was um, old enough and had graduated college, I got to be a youth sponsor and got to really dig in with a lot of, um, you know, youth and go on activities and go on mission trips and all different kinds of things. So maybe it's just my inner child still wanting to be an inner child that <laughs> <laughs> helps Boy, me. You know, my therapist. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we're really passionate about it, really excited. Um, we've met some really great kids so far, and we can't wait to see, you know, how many more we can, um, you know. I'm excited about yes. it, you know. So I we're building this thing from the ground up. So, you know, um, I put this in a post on Facebook, and it got some love. You know, we're going to do this. If there's one kid here, if there's 100 kids here, we're going to be here, uh, you know, every yeah. Sunday, uh, 5 p.m., you guys. So, you know, remember... Um, when we planted the crossing and now we yes. got all this stuff. Yeah, that's where I got my start. Yeah. Right you, what was it, like, 02 when yes. we got it going? We planted in 2000 with 15 adults and amongst us, we had seven children. So we started really big in yes. 2000. And uh, so you start small. And here's what I've learned, you know, the scripture, you know, when, in the, when you take care of a few things, God will make you responsible for many things. And so that's, it, it might start small. But here's the cool part is, is every one of those lives, like last night, oh, yeah. you can impact that life. Oh, yeah. It was great. Man. You know, and I remember excited. Devin, man. I mean, uh, yeah. back in those days, he was uh, he was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> me that's here now that's coming. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you were telling me in staff meeting this morning about that. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say that. And I'm like, I don't know. That might be rude. He's, but you're right. He should, have, he should have been in our time, honestly. This kid is amazing. So. Oh, yeah. He's really yeah. He's a good kid. We're happy. Uh, we're happy to touch Remember Hype House? Comes. You know, remember oh, Hype yeah. House? And he was on the slide in the pool thing. Yeah. And, uh, and he's the only kid out there flexing. Yeah. You know, the rest of us old people, we've got our this, our our girdles no on and, and, you know, our shirts and yeah. we ain't getting our shirts off in front yeah. of nobody, you know. Oh, yeah, he's up there. <laughs> oh, he's doing the flexing. I was dying, man. I was dying. And he was the one wanting to do all the fancy tricks oh, yes. on a slide like 10 foot long. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. But, yeah, we're excited about this. It's every Sunday night at 5 o'clock. Yes. And, um, and a couple of things, you know, that. That is around that that we're doing. We got our brand new student ministries, and you're seeing this great, great, uh, most said kids, but this lovely couple. Uh, when you're my age and they are their age, their children, uh, I could be your dad. You are my dad, in a sense. Yeah, that's your father nice. figure. <laughs> I'm going to cry on that. Oh, boy. Yeah, I even took my meds. I brought a tear. <laughs> uh, it really did. Let me get, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we got that going. We're so pumped. And a couple of things, and, and, and we talked to staff today, you know, uh, one of the great ways to minister to families is through um, the event, you know, yes. uh, Halloween. And I know that freaks a lot of people out. We talk about it, staff, right. and, and, you know, oh, you shouldn't do a, 
anything on Halloween night. You know, it's about this, it's about that. And here's the truth. And you can search the history and all that. And I've done that, but I don't care. And, and that's just my heart is because we are children of light. Yes. And even if it is all that darkness stuff that people imply, right. we're children of light. And the darkness cannot hide the light. That's what Jesus said. Amen. So I don't care about that stuff. And so we're going to have it at the Indrio campus on October 30th yes. on Sunday. Correct. And then on the 31st, which is actually Halloween, uh, we're going to be doing it at um, our Oleander location. So we'll give you guys more information on that. And uh, yeah, make sure you bring the kids out. Oh, yeah. We'll have plenty of uh, activities for them to do. Uh, we're thinking of setting up a haunted house for that. So yeah, it's, it's not the time. mean, mean ghost. It's the it's the happy, friendly ghost. Right. <laughs> it's Casper. It's Casper. The friendly ghost. You know, growing up as a kid in the cartoon era, I wanted to be Casper. Yeah. I didn't try to fly, but yeah. I tried to fly being Batman off a of banister with my I had back in that day, they didn't have the little mask. It was this huge plastic thing that fit over your face and your it was yeah. the big ears. Oh yeah. And I had I had taken a towel and wrapped it around There's my neck on a second story floor, a banister. I was standing out holding on to the post. I was ready to fly. And my mother, she started to push me off, but she saved me. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you remember my mom. Oh, I do. Bethany didn't have that privilege, but uh, you sure did. Uh, anyway, so we're excited about all those other things happening. Uh, one thing that is about children, but not related to them, is we're doing a, a little partnership with Lakewood Park Elementary. Okay. And, uh, and we're collecting non-perishable items yes. because of the split lunches and some of the kids get hungry before, some get hungry after because they go to the early lunch. And that's just something that Lakewood Park Elementary, one of our partners, said they needed. They call it um, Snack Attack Peanut Butter Sunday, which is uh, September the 11th. And so we're going to be having all that and all that good stuff. I just ask everybody when I'm tempted, and I don't eat a lot of that anymore, but I don't want to see it laying around before it gets to the kids. Right. Yeah, you know we'll hide it. We'll put it up. Lock and key from you. Please, please do. <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. Anyway, be sure to check these guys out. Lots of good things happening. We're really yes. proud of them. It's going to be a great time. It is a great time. We're doing um, uh, a series called Catalyst. Uh, we're tying uh, that into faith, uh, and you know how you can turn your uh, turn a catalyst into in, turn, into action. Turn your mm -hmm. faith into action. So uh, we're, we're putting some experiments with that stuff as well. Um, it, it's a good time. We've done it some is. fun stuff so far. So uh, it's not. Uh, all about the Bible. We do uh, add that in there, of course. We have to, you know, but <laughs> it uh, it's a lot of fun. So Every now and then it does help. Yeah, it does, it does help to kind of get the word out, you know, but we don't want to scare anybody. We don't want you well, to know we, coming just for that. We, we do have yeah. a great time, guys. So. And you got and you got the gaming thing. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, we got these big stage monitors. Yes. And so as it progresses, Get the what is it Xbox or whatever? Oh yeah, we're gonna get some Xboxes going. We're gonna hook and, up some TVs. And Listen, some, I want to start a youth band, you guys. So and controllers, controllers. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and man. Any any kids out there that are that doing want to good. Play some music and praise and worship? Yeah, any ready. kids that plays music, any instruments and all that? Yes. Uh, please. And they want to learn? I'll, we'll teach you. So. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, I was playing the bass in the band. Yes. Believe it or not, for the people behind the scene right now, and Courtney can tell you that's true. Oh, yeah. When we first. And then you going. started playing the bass. Yep. You yeah, got Nelly from me, right? Yes. The black and white bass I named yeah. Nelly. It's actually. It's over room. here now. You you still from restrung it and yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, still around. But, yeah, I see her over there. 
You're saying you got to pick it up? Don't yeah, play no. bass. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do that because uh, everybody be asked me to play again. Forgive me for lying, Lord. Well, we appreciate, so <laughs> okay. appreciate you having us on. All right, man. Thank, Thank you, you guys. so much. Absolutely. Uh, Love y'all. Don't forget, Student Ministry, Sundays at 5 p.m., Right here, Indrio. 8103. 8103. Indrio Road. We'd love to see you. Yes. Thank you, guys. All right. Good to see you guys. And we have another person coming in today. And, oh, it's same guy. Oh. Pastor, Pastor Jay. I told you they're awesome. I mean, they're just... I'm your man. Tell me about it. You know what's really cool? I get to serve with you in ministry as a son-in-law. Uh, I get to serve with Devin. And Devin was a part of the youth ministry way back in that day. Oh my God! Way gosh. back in the day. And Courtney as well serving. You know, got we got Brian here. Can I just point something out? I'm so sorry. Um, Batman doesn't fly. He glides. Sorry. Who? You said Batman. You tried to fly as Batman. Batman well, he does, does glide, but fly. okay. When he you're glides. about four years of age, gliding, flying is probably about the same. <laughs> <laughs> he meant to that. Yeah, he's really cool today, but back then he was real basic. Right, and and people on street just and I hate to be rabbit trip, but here's the hat that you wanted to. Yeah, uh, somebody gave you. You're gonna that. have to describe this for the people on the podcast. Yeah, I, uh, well, the, um, it's this hat and it, and it's brand new, by the way, because I'm not. I'm not gonna use or wear a used hat. You know what I'm saying? Licensed, I'm sure. Whatever, and yeah. uh, it it has this logo on it, and it says "Straight Out of Timeout." Mm-hmm. All right, that's me, man. Story of your life. You have no idea how much time I spend in timeout. You look good in the hat. Do I? Yeah, it's like your wingman. Really? Yeah, like you're going to a. You could wear that. Listen, as a, if I had a Western hat on, you're going to laugh when I say this. Mm -hmm. People think I look like Kenny Chesney. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Can I just be honest? Uh, I always tell Courtney, I'm like, Don't can we go, if we go line dancing, can I wear like a big belt buckle? With like flannel and like a big like a cowboy hat and do a little line dancing. Um, if you do that, Devin, will I you go it. with me if I do that? I want to know cool. so I can come. I enjoy a good time. I love a good laugh. Ding, 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 ding. So, uh, <laughs> and all of our country and western people out there that are now completely offended. No, okay. Uh, anyways, um, so everybody, so that was awesome. Student ministry, and you guys did the announcements while you were here. We did. We um, did. So many great things coming up, and you know, mayhem as well, which is really great. Uh, we want to, we've always been plugging that for people with mental illness or somebody struggling with something in their life. And what can the church do to help? And so, so we have all that coming up. Yep, but that's, uh, October. Yeah. And you did, uh, we want to get down to what you spoke about this past Sunday. But before we do that, we have an icebreaker game. Icebreaker game basically is, we're not even just a game, it's just basically something that breaks the ice here. So we're doing two lies and one truth. So yeah. how this works is, I'll start, um, and basically I'm going to tell you three things. Right. Nobody in the room help, please, because my wife's in the room, she probably, she knows everything about me. So there's th three things I'm going to tell you, you need to determine which one is the truth. You have to pick out the truth within it. So I'll, I'll tell you. My so I just have to say, that is the truth. Right. You have to pick which one. Okay. Number one. Okay. I sprained my arm trying to ice skate in front of my crush. Okay. That's the, All right. That's the first one. Okay. Second one. Um, I once ran a few blocks away from a raccoon because I thought it had rabies. Okay. That's, you can laugh. That's okay. That's all right. And the other one was, I was pantsed in the middle of the mall by my brother, and I was wearing no underwear. 
Okay, you know, I, I think I, I would have not really brought that up. <laughs> I was young, okay, uh, Adele, when we were young. So this was uh, this is that was a not that was some time ago, Ricky. If you're listening, I really that like was not... Adele. By the way, she's on my playlist. She is really good. Yeah. Um, Hello. Um, so, which one of these is so number one? Okay, I sprained my arm trying to ice skate in front of my crush. Number two, I was once. I once ran a few blocks from a raccoon because I thought I had rabies. And number three, I was pantsed in the middle of the mall wearing no underwear. Okay, these are these are really good that you picked up because they're very difficult. Correct. Because first of all, I've seen you roller skate. Hmm. And and I can't imagine yeah. being on a blade other than four wheels on each foot. I'm very bad. I was at Rockefeller Center and And so that's that's bad. a tough one. Hugging the uh, hugging the windows. Uh Trying to, and I was disrupting yeah. people's. I can standards. see you running from a raccoon because you were afraid it had rabies because of your phobia with squirrels. And also, by the way, you know, then you have to go to a yeah. doctor visit, and then you have to. It's just a whole big thing, and I don't like rabies. I don't know. <laughs> you don't like to get all those shots. No, I I don't, and I don't want to go. Are to Are you hospital. afraid of shots or needles? No, I not not so much. Maybe okay, a little that bit. eliminates that. Uh. And um, and the your brother. You know, you know, pulling your pants down. Yeah, in the middle. Of the I, I, I could, I could see that. I, did, I didn't know you went. You know, I was, I was, I was eight at the time. So you didn't wear underwear. What's that? Yeah. Well, sometimes I, you know, okay, that's really little, gross. I'm a little, I was a little boy. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, so that's disgusting. <laughs> and uh, okay, I got to pick that right. So you have to pick one. Was the I ran away? Uh, yep, yep. The, the skate in front. Uh, Spray my arm. Yeah, yeah. Number two was I ran away from a raccoon rabbit, or three, I was pants in the mall. Which one is the truth? Man, they could all be extremely likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old were you when you were ice skating? I was like a, a 12 or 11 on there. And you had a crush at 12. Oh, I, I was, I was, I had a girlfriend when I was like nine. So I had a Rico Glacius hair and I was. Did you really? Dating the popular, most popular girl in the fourth grade. Were you in the band? <laughs> you playing in a band that came later? You no, know, that came later. You know, I was always a dweeb. Just people didn't find out till later. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, man, this is tough. I'm going to say okay. number three, you were not pants in what, the mall. Well, you, you, you say you're going to pick the truth. That's the truth. This is the truth. That's the truth. That is the truth. Absolutely. Because come to find out, um, I, I never ran away from a raccoon. No, I'd, I'd pretty, I would, I would try to kick it. And the first one, I thought I sprained my arm. I did fall in ice skating, but it actually wasn't as severe. And my crush was nowhere in sight, but yes, my brother pantsed me in the middle of the mall at treasure coast mall when I was about eight and that you picked the right one guys, give me a hand clap. You, you did. Okay. I, you know, I just got to tell you when I, you said, that's the truth. I meant to say no, but I said, yes. So that win. Yeah, you win. You get it. I misspoke. But now, now it's your turn. I, you have to tell me. All right. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. What's funny is he did his on his phone, but I wrote mine down. That's just, that's yeah, like a whole, this is a change. whole switch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was given a full ride to college on basketball and soccer. Which, okay, so that's number one. Okay. Number one. Uh, and I attended Palm Beach Atlantic Community Christian College. Okay, that's number one. That's number so, one. Okay, that's hefty. And number two, uh-huh. you know, I was born in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and um, I'm a hillbilly boy. That's why I'm 
just got out of timeout. Straight out of timeout. That's right. And um, uh, I lived, born and raised on Coon Creek, Kentucky. Okay, that's number two. You're that's born number and two. raised on Coon Creek. I was born and raised on Coon Creek. Born Kentucky. and raised on Coon Creek. Okay. And um, I nearly died in a head-on collision in uh, 2009. Number th three. That's number three. Mm -hmm. and there's only one truth. Yeah. I thought he, okay, so let's versus back, because I thought you did very well in basketball. I know that you did because... I know this from your daughter because she told me all the great attributes that I don't have that you have that she reminds me of. No, I'm just kidding. But she told she's me that. She's not kidding. She's not kidding. <laughs> she loves me more. Um, so I'm just kidding. So let me see. I, I knew that you did great at basketball. Mm. and But did you get a scholarship to that? Number two, you were born. I don't remember that so much. I don't remember. But looking at the back wall where your wife. Sorry, is my I, I'm daughter. trying not to look. Yeah, she, okay. don't be cheating up here. No, she's like, because mm. I really can't see with that up. bright light. But I, I, I saw up. you look. I saw you look. Okay, so uh, okay, number three was you were in a car accident. You've head been, on collision. You've and been in a died. few. Um, <laughs> uh, no, head on collision to that one. Was it your fault? The collision. That's correct. Okay. One of the only ones. And where was that school located in the number one that you said? Palm Beach Atlantic College, Palm Beach Christian College back in the day. Okay. Hmm. The one that's the truth. Uh, I would have to say it's not number two because I believe that you, it was, it's another place. It's another place you were born. Okay. And if I remember that, it's either one or two. Um, three is real. Three is real. That is, you got it. Yes, got it. Okay, I did receive a full ride for basketball, soccer, but to Clearwater Christian, not Palm Beach Atlantic. Christian yes. College. Okay. All right. And, and so that, and I was born in Pikeville, Kentucky. Pikeville. Not and didn't not in Coon Creek because they didn't have a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> You're just born in the creek. <laughs> yeah, you went out there, and my mama sat down in the water, and I floated out. Hey, mama, someone giving birth in the creek again. <laughs> Don't go swimming for a couple of days. If my, anyway. I'm sorry, but if my child was born in a creek, you got to name him Gator. You got to do it. You know, you are so sharp. <laughs> really good. And yes, it's Baby true. Gator. I almost died in 2009 on I-95. Yes. Uh, where some college kids mm -hmm. were coming out of spring break in Daytona. Uh-huh. And passed me. I was at the Vero Beach campus we had at the time. Yes. Doing that big loop to get on the on-ramp. Oh. And I was just getting on the on-ramp going up over the... Uh, the overpass, and they blew by me, lost control, went into the grass median. Mm -hmm. And so when I came over is they came straight back into me. Yeah. Hey, listen, every time there's an accident, your daughter's like, I got to call my dad because I think that was my dad's car. <laughs> you scarred her. With that. Listen, I didn't. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't your that fault. One. It wasn't your fault. So every, that was uh, two lies and a truth. We both won. We both did it. I'm it was you. fantastic. I mean, which was the giveaway? I mean, so so the thing was, is I knew the basketball, but I'm like, I didn't think it was that was the school. And then two, it was true. like Coon Creek. I would have remembered that. Although my family, a lot of family lived on Coon Creek and Ratliff's Creek. I was the city boy in the hillbilly crowd who lived in Pikeville. You were the chosen one. And Kentucky Avenue and High Street. Yes. You know, we make fun, but those, I mean, it is so beautiful in Kentucky. Like the, Not the there. 
not there. <laughs> You're talking about Louisville and all that with yeah. the horse farms. Oh yeah, this is right on the line of of the eastern. It's Kentucky. not the same. Well, they have it's cleaned up a little bit because it used to be all of the coal mines are more distant right uh, now, and it's done differently. Right, but with the coal mines and the coal trucks, right. I mean. Your, your vehicles will stay filthy. It's real right. dirty, dusty. If it rained, it was just like it's filth that got over you walking. Right. You know, I had to walk to school in right. the snow. Well, they got it those... went uphill, though. Well, I mean, I don't, I've never been there, but I mean, the, the nice parts of Kentucky, I guess. Well, it's nice there. I yeah. mean, Shout out to uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't, is that where you came from? Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders, baby. Um, so the guys, that is so great. We see that a lot of you are still watching. Thank you guys so much. If you want to listen to this in your car, let's say you can't finish it now, you can go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts is the purple icon with the little waves coming off of it. Okay. Yes. And Spotify is a green little logo with little waves as well. Um, so if you guys want to listen to that, you can. Make sure you subscribe, guys. Make sure you follow. Uh, but let's get down. So this is really... Um, thanks to Brian for that, man, putting that all together. Yeah, kind of rescued us when the internet went down and it was it's recorded. Yeah. And he was able to put it back up on Wednesday, I think, the uh, the live. What is it? Leadership says surround yourself with brilliant people. And that's, that's what you do. Because... <laughs> The, you're more likely you're not the brilliant that. one. Yeah. Scripture does too. Well, it goes back to Moses and Aaron and all that stuff. Yeah, Moses had to let it go, right? He just he did that. Yeah, he's um, having trouble. Speaking of the word, uh, you the the sermon was really awesome. Uh, you say you had a lot of great points that related to people um, in this. I mean, uh, the last week's was uh, well, the John spoke, but the one before that, um, this one uh, hit home a little bit differently. Why do you think that? So is? you think it was a good message? I didn't say that. I just said that. I think you said it was a great message. <laughs> I said it was I'm a great message. I'm just you're playing to the audience because you're supposed to say that because I could ask you right. what was one of the points, but I want to put you on the spot. Uh, I love it when people, you know. There's ministers that do that. They're like, what was I just talking about? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to try that. Oh, my gosh. That would be really, really funny. We're going to need like an audience cam, though. Hey, what was that. that point I just said? Hey, hey, hey. Like right in there. Get face. off your cell phone. I know you're not looking at the scriptures. You're, you're Facebooking or something. <laughs> that candy crush? <laughs> um, no, but uh, you, uh, the sermon was great. We're still in Acts and the yeah. in action. We moved up, man. We went from Acts 242 all the way mm -hmm. to the end of chapter four. Right. And God bless Brian. I didn't put all the scripture there just to help me move through and tell the story in between. Sure. But I came to. Uh, the secret. If you remember in the message, I said, I want to tell you a secret. I think everybody likes a secret. We didn't know what you were and, and, and I said on Sunday, I'm not talking about the secrets that we keep. I think everybody's got a secret. No. Yeah. You know, I think, I think there's just some things in our lives that God knows and he's a forgiving, merciful God, but that doesn't mean people are, you know, and, and, and it, that doesn't mean to be really bad things. But but in this case, I was talking about, you know, what is the key? What is the secret to the people that God uses? Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, you could search the scripture. I can think of people in my timeline where God has just used them to do some incredible things. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? You know, I've heard people say through time, I, I want to be like that person, you know. I, I want to be like that person. You know, because they they see them in a particular way, and nobody's ever said that to me, but uh, I'm, I'm sure they wanted to. Uh, yeah, I want to be like that person. 
uh, because they're inspired by their life and something they do. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I started out with saying, I want to give you a secret today, the secret to the people that God uses. Right. And so as we we move through that in, in Acts chapter 2, which I love the description of church back in the de that day, um, and from 42 to 47 there of, of Acts 2, and, and the people were together. And they they were in unity, as the scripture says. Or one translation says, uh, you know, they were in one accord. Right. And if you ever want to know what kind of vehicle, they were in one accord. They were one accord. Yeah. It wasn't a Honda, but it was just a, <laughs> one accord. They're all, they came in one accord. Yes. That'd be kind of tight for 12 of them, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. You've done something like that. I can I, see. It. Something was going through my mind, but yes. But they had to be in one accord, not the car but in one accord together. They, they agreed. They agreed. Uh, and, and the level of that was really cool. Of If there was somebody that had a need, they made sure that that need was met. And so, you know, that's been kind of a real model that a lot of people talk about church. And, and so, you know, that was part of it. And, and then, you know, I, I got some notes here too. Um, and, and then we go into, I went into Acts chapter three, where, and I talked about, you know, faith it's big. It's a big group, like church. It's a big group, and God works in the big group. But we just see that Peter and John, and and going into chapter three, they're just going to church. They're going to the synagogue, and it says in the scripture it's three o'clock. So they're going to church, and on their way, there's a guy that's been sitting there forever. They somebody puts him down in the morning, picks him up in the evening. He was he was crippled, yeah. and he asked them for money. You know. And, and, and I love what Peter said, you know, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I do have in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Right. Peter reached down his hand and pulled him up. And the guy jumped up walking. He was 40 years of age. So in 40 years, it never walked in his life. I don't know. I mean, he must've given the gift of balance. You imagine not walking. Oh, well, I mean, uh, it's, I would, I would hold on to something. <laughs> yeah. Be a maybe he was holding on to Peter's on. I don't know. That's not scriptural. It's just my way. I think. Right. And so, um, but, but people noticed that, mm -hmm. but the point was, is yeah, yeah, yeah. God works in the big group church, so to speak, but he works in our lives just as we're going about life. Mm. It's just two guys going to church at that particular time. And that's all it was. But out of that opportunity that they minister and bring healing to that guy, this huge crowd mm -hmm. was, they knew the guy, Right. And, um, and they knew that guy to the point where, you know, they were amazed and wanted, mm -hmm. they, they wanted to know why. And so Peter, with this boldness that came in the beginning of, of Acts 2, mm -hmm. you know, when Pentecost and the Holy Spirit came, he preached this great message. And the first message, 3,000 people, okay, got saved. Right. And then after that time, another 5,000 came in. So the church was growing quickly. Right. You know, really quick. Um, you hear that motorcycle out there? Yeah, that's that's Seth. That's one of uh, that's one of Devin and Bethany's uh, students. He's riding his motorcycle. <laughs> There's something here. spiritual around that. Go he's smack going, your kid around, would you? He's going around the gates, <laughs> praising and worshiping and praying on his bike. <laughs> I could be my buddy. Was out that there. the seraphim? Yeah, yeah. The seraphim that uh, around? No, well, that's probably not. Anyways, um, yeah, you got me on that one. <laughs> I, I know about them. They sit at the throne, all that stuff. Sure. But anyway, you know, that was that. And then out of that came the persecution. 
And I related that to in the big group and the small group, there's always going to be the, you know, the obstacles that are there. There's always going to be the, uh, the people that are opposed to what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we move into, moved into chapter four where they call them, they go get them arrested and put them in jail for the night. Okay. And then bring them before them. And they just, they were really bold. Right. So they said, look, this is what we believe, you know, and this is who we're talking about. And by the way, you crucified them. Right. And so they just had them go out. They had them taken out somewhere and then they had a big discussion and then they, they didn't know what to do with them. Right. So they decided to play a game. We're going to uh, threaten you. And Peter gave these great words. He said, so who do we listen to? Do we listen to you or do we listen to God? Yeah. And so we're going with God and we cannot help talking about what we've seen and heard. Right. You know, and, and, and I think before that kind of testimony, you know, like that kind of example, uh, that kind of thing you see in somebody that you want to be like, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, I, I think it has to start in the individual before it ever becomes the big group. Yeah. And I see, you know, you know, church has evolved into something that, and I'm not saying it's a terrible or great thing. I'm just, it's evolved. And I think that people, it is about the little things that we don't understand. Sometimes we focus so much on uh, these big picture, like you said, a big group of people, mm-hmm. but there's Jesus with Zacchaeus, a little guy chilling in the tree, you know, and he focuses on him, you know, and he says, Hey, I'm gonna, I want to talk. Let me to sing you. that song to you. Yeah, Zacchaeus was, was a wee little man. Wee little, little man was he. Yes. Um, Did we harmonize there? Almost. Um, <laughs> so we. Uh, no, but you know the thing do is, I, I sound really good in my in my ear. Yeah, of course you do. Um, so, <laughs> no, you actually do have a okay voice. No um, lie. But also, you know, Zacchaeus and the woman who was head of the the. Um, you know, the bleeding condition, she, she touched him, but there were so many people touching Jesus at that time. Why, why didn't, why didn't healing leave to fix something in their life? Why was the, but it was desperation, but the the woman knew that she knew if she just touched his garment, a lot of people were looking for another action that Jesus was to place his hands to do something like, Oh, if I can just notice him, then he can just put his hands on my shoulders or put his hands on my head. Or I heard about that thing with the man. He grabbed the man from the hands and stood up and he, he was healed. But the woman says, I'm going to take action. And in a big, in a big, in a big crowd, I just need to touch him. And that is the faith the catalyst yeah. that, yeah. that, you know, they're learning in student ministry, the, the faith that says that stands out amongst big um, big happenings. Would you say that? I mean, that's I, I, because here's the thing. You, you look at the story of that woman. I mean, I mean, with that kind of condition in that particular era of time, you know, I mean, that was something you didn't want to have. You were ostracized sure. because of that. And so she's in a crowd and Jesus was the rock star of the day, man. I mean, you know, you know, he, you know, I don't think that the disciples were their his security, but um, well, maybe Peter. Well, yeah. I mean, he did shoot the children off and cut the soldier's ear off. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if he's security. He just liked to hurt people. I'm not really sure. Um, but, you know, she took action. She didn't make a scene of it. 
Okay. She just reached through and and Jesus knew to touch. Somebody touched me. And the scripture says the disciple goes, well, there's a whole lot of people here. We're all here. So how are we supposed to tell you who that is? Right. But Jesus knew. He knew. And, and, and I think sometimes for the church, um, I'm talking about the overall church, we look for those big supernatural things of, of, of healing to say that's how God moves. Right. Or in some, uh, some faiths that if you don't have that gift and ability to do that, that, doesn't, that means you don't have faith. Right. And, you know, and the gifts are distributed by the Spirit, not by a, a pastor or a person right. or a particular denomination. And, and so you, you see that, and, but yet the miracles still happen today. When somebody turns their life over to the Lord, mm-hmm. that's a miracle. Right. When somebody who maybe begins in a secular AA or NA and, and the teaching to be inclusive, right. not being critical, it is good um, to come to the God of their understanding. All right. And then that God of understanding typically turns into, you know, as we know, God the Father. That's a miracle mm-hmm. when somebody can see their life radically turn around. Right. And so there are miracles around us all the time. But those miracles happen because people like that lady you talked about yeah. took action. Yeah, I mean, Jesus really, of course, is the ultimate example about us being the church, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as you say, that when the church was being, you know, the church was starting to form, you have to have people management, you know, just Jesus. Jesus was walking around, people just followed him, and he said, well, I'm going to preach from this mount here. And that way, and then whenever he said something, you could only say a few lines because they had to pass it down till it was all the way down to thousands per person. And it's like, how, you know, managing that, that many people, not when I say the word management, I'm not talking about a, a business perspective, but a people who have needs. And that's why, you know, ministry, and I won't just say church, but ministry is an organism to where you have, you can't just use business model to, um, oh, yeah. to, to put now business model for different things, for fundraisers, different things. Absolutely. But for people, to to feel loved and at the same time to be built and to be like you know I feel like I'm being built and I'm being equipped mm-hmm. to go out yeah it takes a lot of um not just appeasing people not just saying oh okay I want to hear you I just want to appease you but to to be that person to inspire and to influence it's a whole organism of just it's just different every single day. And a lot of people who go yeah. into ministry, they no probably doubt. think like, okay, well, I'm just going to take this business model and do, but, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is as they experienced when the church was, was, was being, um, you know, put together as in, you know, people congregating, you know, even the, you know, even people were, were so, what do we do and where do we meet and how many times? And I didn't get to hear that one. You guys going to have another, yeah. you know, service you guys have it. And I think it comes down to the point where, each action every day is different because it includes people and who they are and how they need more of God in Absolutely. their life. So, I mean, that's, and that's tough because you've been in ministry for so long. A long time. But the thing is, and you, you don't, you wouldn't take credit for, well, I did this and I, because God did yeah. it through you. God, yeah. But there is. With what we have, it's a God thing. Right. There's no doubt in my mind. And the, but the, the fact is of, of loving people where they're at and, and, building people as you said this is little things and the building people and where who they who they are in the kingdom of god and mm-hmm. who they are mm-hmm. in in themselves um and i was that all that to say so 
when they're building, they're building the church and they had all this, I mean, there's some stresses that come along with it. And it's almost like you do so many actions. When do you kind of, you know, that the thing of almost feeling burnt out, you're like, because you want to give and give so much. How do you replenish yourself? I'm just asking for your, you have to replenish yourself in order to give out. Yeah. And I'm not, I've not really been good about that my whole ministerial life. I've not really uh, been good at that. And it, it's, it's nobody ever is perfect on that. Yeah, but, you know, I, I kind of went, you know, to the extreme of it. I mean, to the point that you know, it affected my family and I was gone a lot and all that kind of stuff. Um, still struggle with the day, the whole thing about balance in life. Uh, but you have to do that. And uh, I read a couple of books on and the whole idea of, of how a pastor gets a day off and and, and, and it talks about your Sabbath. I read the book and a few times I put it into practice. I don't know what you're talking about. You know that book? Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. So, uh, and so a Sabbath day can be any day. Okay, you still do things, but you do something different. And when I first read that book, I had the habit, um, well, it's even during COVID, to hop on my dirt bike and, you know, go riding out through there and, you know, find a place. I, I had a, a backpack, you know, and mm-hmm. it was an igloo backpack and I put a blanket in there and had my uh, music earbuds and find me a place under some tree and check out for snakes and all that. You know, I, you know I'm kind of like you with the squirrels. I don't want no snake around me. And uh, one's a little more venomous than the other, but yes. Yeah. I wish I could find this real squirrel that I could sick on you. That would be good to me. Anyway, I, I would go out. Okay, I, I said real squirrel, I'm being mocked in the back, but I'm a live squirrel because I've tried these stuffed squirrels and even a squirrel made out of a bale of hay. That, you He's know, just my discernment. I can sense a crazy rabbit I don't want it to be a rabbit squirrel because I want him to go through the shots and I'm not going to hold your hand through those series of shots. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I agree with you. And, and ministry... Um, it does, it's, it's, it's overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys heard me say it here in our office wing, the West wing, you know, only because it's the West side of the building, uh, that great door there. I always say, look, church is a business. Okay. It's a business. Um, but we're in the people ministry first. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a people business. It's, is a business. So if you don't do good business, you can't do good ministry. Right. And there is always a tension, a tension, a rub of how we do what we do, making sure that, you know, we're we're okay financially and all that. It's, it's tough, you know. It really is. I mean, uh, going into the next, you know, ending chapter four and going into next week, I mean, uh, it says that the people, when they saw a need, mm. They would go sell their house, a property or whatever, bring the money back to the church, you know, and I'd like to talk it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've not been one of those preachers that no. beat you up about my, I believe in a biblical principle. I live by that principle. Um, but that comes to a point of between God and that person. Right. And although it's real and, and I can attest to that. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to see how God works in that, but also how, again, we forget about the simplicity of, of who God is and what he does. And I know as a minister, when I first started, which was, I don't I was like 18. I don't know how many years ago. You've got some time into it. You've got some time into it. But the thing is, I felt like I had to have an answer for everybody. 
at that time. Mm-hmm. There's a, and I think that we mistake oh, yeah. anointing and 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 your gifting and your purpose that you feel like I've come to fruition and I feel like I can have answers for everybody. And then you feel like if you didn't have an answer for somebody, you feel like you failed. You feel like, oh my gosh, now that person is off the beaten path and that because of me. And but really what it is, is we're and a lot of people, you know, as you know, going to funerals, a lot of people think ministers have all the answers or pastors or, you know, evangelists. The thing is, it's just, we're called to do the ministry that we're called to do, but really it's just about guiding people to their purpose it is and 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 the thing is i think a lot of people and some pastors i guess is you know yeah we have a a vocation of ministry of of developing people Mm -hmm. in ministry oversight of the church but the other thing is we're just a person too yeah we're just a person on a journey like everybody else with our faith and with god and in reality you know in the early days i felt the pressure of going i need to have that answer uh, now I'm like, I don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what I think. Here's how I live. But give me a little time and let me do a little research and I'll come back to you with some fact. Right. Um, and I think people will respect that, you know. And you want to lose sight of your mission, who you are, because sometimes we uh, we put our life into so many other people's lives. We forget our ministry of our own. You know, we forget oh my goodness, wait a minute, what about my purpose that I'm supposed to be living? And I think it can happen to anybody. I'm not just saying ministers. I think it can happen to anybody that you're gifting, you're calling. And that's why, you know, now it's just like, you know, if somebody needs advice, you give advice and you say, hey, we're here for you. Pray for people. Um, It's really awesome. But the thing is, it's their own journey with God. We can't convince anybody to do anything. We can't force anybody to do anything. No. We can't. The thing is, is that we love people where they're at and we say, listen, I'm here to be a witness. And I guess you, you talked about that one Sunday. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a witness? It means that, you know, you're, you're there and you're saying, you know, I'm, I was a witness to this in my life. This is what happened in my yeah. life. And this Absolutely. is what I can attest to. And, um, and you can do that for people. And I just, for, if for action, I think, you know, again, when the church was being, I even think, you know, they felt the, the, the pressures of so many people's needs and how we have to kind of separate ourselves saying, you know what, it, we, when we get too enveloped that we can't, we're not called to fix people because we're still trying to be oh, yeah. fixed, every one of us. So it's like, where well, we have word. to, our self-care, like it's about self-care. And most importantly, I say this all the time, but my, you know, family first. That's your that's your number one ministry. It should be your family to love your family to be with them and saying what's my family's needs first. Now I feel like I can love others where they're at, and now I feel like I can actually because you know your number one ministry of who's close to you and and and, and that. So um, yeah, I mean you've I mean, talked about that before. in my early days, man. I you know I could be eating dinner with my family, and if there was some kind of emergency, I'd have to leave the dinner. Um, I'm not that way, and and. Um, and, and it took me a little while to get a grip on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think any any person, whether they're a minister or not, you know, you look back and you think, man, I would have done that over. You know, I wish I'd have. And I, and I do have those about my family. You know, even though in the middle of that, I was a great husband, I was a great father. Yeah, you were. Um, and um, I could have maybe shown it in some other ways, you know. But whatever it took, whether it worked, you know, working two jobs or doing whatever, I made sure my family was taken care of and they had what yeah. they needed. Uh, and so that was my way of ministry. And I had, um, I can't remember the guy's name. He was, just, he was, he had retired and he was a Nazarene pastor. 
Church of the Nazarene. And, and I just love this guy, man. He's a cool guy. And uh, he would always say to me, always give me a little preaching, you know, when I saw him, uh, don't forget, Pastor, you're a busy man, but your ministry begins at home first. And if you don't minister there, you really can't minister anywhere. Wow. Man, I just loved him. He's with the That's Lord awesome. today. He's a great guy. Funny, great guy. And he always gave me a little sermon tidbits and all that. Right. So anyway, you know, going through it, here's what I gave us the secret, you know. This from the very yeah, the secret, you know, the secret started. Here, what, the, what is the secret of the people that God uses? And our first point was this. They, they were not the people that were a see you next Sunday kind of people. Mm-hmm. And that's church today, man. I mean, people, they come in, they do their thing. See you next Sunday. And maybe. Maybe. Take a guess on. Oof. Yeah, just take a guess. Um, the average attendance of someone who goes to church that calls themselves active and involved. Are you talking about like a percentage, a percentage. throughout the year or something? Yeah. Uh, 15%. Well, you can figure that part out. Uh, less than <laughs> uh, less than two times uh, per month. Then it drops down when you got five Sundays in the month. Right. You imagine, and and I get it. Life is busy. Yeah, and then you know if, if you've got young children, you got all this extracurricular. And I I gotta say, going to church, that's not the only place you can have a connection with God. You know, it's on your day. But there is a reason that we do come together in that big group. Mm-hmm. There is that reason, um, and part of our role is is to help them and the discovery of themselves and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we talked in staff meeting today uh, about this, this, this thing coming up in December. Should we do it or should we do it? You know, what's the writing factor in that? Right. Um, and so, you know, we don't want to say what it is now, but, but it, the, the decision was made based on the family, based mm-hmm. on the family. Yeah. And for, you know, that's like I said this morning, I'm old school, man. I mean, man, it's Sunday. The church ought to be open no matter what. And even in Christmas Eve services, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, and my family tradition, you got to open some gifts, you know, one or two on Christmas Eve. Then you yeah. got the big, you know, you get the big stash on Sunday. Lucy's uh, Christmas very good morning. at convincing us to open a lot before. But what if I just do this one? Then this one. And what about this one? And this one. And then I'll just leave that one for another one. Okay. I got to just chase this rabbit real quick. Remember when um, Lucy discovered, should I say this? You think? I don't think there's any children out there. Um, don't talk me out. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, she discovered that Santa Claus was a, a figure, but not necessarily the guy that popped in uh, with the gifts. Well, he's a figure, all right. <laughs> so, Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> you yes. had a place in history, Chris Kringle. Yes. But anyway, and then you let the cat out of the bag. That was, I don't, can I, can I defend myself? No, you no. did it. Is that not true? It is true. And but so I tried... in, in that you and court were trying to work it out. And so uh, you guys were at the house one night and, and Courtney said, uh, uh, well, you know, you remember you got this, you got that. Well, it was it was Pop Pop that bought that for you, and Lucy looked at me, and I didn't know. I went, ho ho ho! I didn't know what to say, man. I was like, ho ho ho! Um, you know, and so we you know it's it's in church and busyness and family because we don't want to be a church. 
I don't want to be a pastor with our team that ruins your family. I'm right. not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to do that. It's funny how church, a lot of people come to church with an expectation, expectations for, because we're so nowadays, we're so uh, wanting to be comfortable and like, well, they better have coffee in the front or they better have this or they better have the, they better, but we forget actually what we come to church, what it's about to fellowship with one another. Is there somebody else there that loves Christ? Then you, there's the expectation. And I feel like, you know, and yeah, not, I don't want to chase that rabbit, but you well, just, I could talk all day. On you that just one, said that you said, you know, like the, you know, building the churches is, is not necessarily about what we want. It's not about how we want things. It's about what God is doing as a whole, because if the church is the body, then we all have to work together. You know, the heart doesn't go, well, you know, if the lungs aren't going to do it this way, then I'm just not going to do it. You know, he, yeah. they, they, they correspond and work together because though for the greater good, there's living. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times, which you've, you know, uh, come into contact with, it's like, we, we have to come to church knowing that the expectation is just to, just to love people. And a lot of times oh, there's, yeah. there's stuff in the church that maybe it feels like I feel discouraged and the, because the people have an expectation even of other people. And I've, I've stopped having that. I've stopped having a expectation yeah. for some, somebody to be a certain way because that's not nice. And that's, that's not a way to treat people. I mean, I wouldn't want somebody to have an expectation of me because I'm just going to fail them. You know, exactly. The church is, You're is, right. is, a, is, is something that our expectations just should be, you know what? God is going to move in somebody's life today. Absolutely. And, and our job, I, I, I weary of, of the judgment that, that comes out of the church sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm talking about the crossing, but the overall and, 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 you know, and it's hard because everybody's got their values, their core values, the things that are non-negotiable in their life. Uh, Then people grow in their faith and, and they've read this scripture and that scripture and they, they take a stand and build on that stand. Um, And so out of that comes this, this thing that, you know, if we're going to walk together, we're going to, be in the big group together, then you got to do what I do and you got to believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it begins to draw that line. Mm-hmm. Our job is to love people, right. whether we agree with them or not. Uh, I mean, golly, mm-hmm. man. I mean, not only is church different than when I started way back in that day, 30, 36 and a half years ago, right. man, it's radically different. Um, but to see that paradigm shift and how we do church today, Right. And but yet I still think we have that same challenge that we did in the church that I grew up in right. is that they got a, you know, they were kind of judgmental mm-hmm. and it's hard because that's, that's where we need the Holy Spirit to help us in that, that the, that the uh, early church there lived right. by, empowered that, by. And we have a, we have a book that tells us, you know, even throughout the ages, as much as the world may change or church may evolve, there's the word that, yep. that gives us the truth as long as we're abiding by, and that's the thing, even if somebody is and doesn't mean to say, you're not doing this, but just saying, listen, well, this is what God says in his word. Yeah. If somebody has questions, you don't force something upon somebody. And, and so I think it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, and I think, you know, the crossing is such a, a it's like a safe place to be like, you know what? Want I, it to be I, a safe place. I really do. And ever since I'm, I'm probably 
one of the newest ones there. But I mean, it's just the thing is just to let God move and to let God love upon people. And yeah. if this is what church really is, and to to come and say, listen, you know, are you heavy burdened? Yeah, you know, let's be there for each other. Yeah, you know? I've heard some criticism on me before where, you know, because I'm a people person and 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 I'm gonna give somebody a shot over and over and over to make it. And uh, one of the criticisms I've heard several times was, you know, you, look, here's your problem. You, you, you don't see people, you know, um, you don't see people where they are. You see people where they could be. And I, and I don't disagree with how I do. It's risky. You get burned. Okay. People don't always follow through. Okay. But I don't see anywhere in the scripture and not in my own journey where God said, um, look, when you get over here and you grow in this place, then I'm going to connect with you or I'm going to give you a chance. Right. No, no, no. If you could use those early 12 guys, we're all doing good, man. You know what I mean? I'll give you real quick. I know we got to be. Yeah, we're running out. Give, I, give your point. Okay, here it is. They were not a Sunday kind of people and they were not a hot and cold kind of people. Right. And these people were in it thick or thin, no matter what. No matter what, when they were persecuted, and the persecution really picks up in Acts 5 and rolls for, all through the rest of the book. And, but these people, and we see that today with people, when something bad happens, why did God do that? Why did God allow that? Mm -hmm. and, and then life gets heavy, or relationship heavy, or work, or politics, and, you know, it's like they check out. These people were that way. It's not, they were all in all the time. Right. And here's the thing. They were not a powerless kind of people. You know, I think a lot of people, a lot, if not most people of faith, they don't think they can. They don't think they have the ability within themselves, you know, and or, you know, like we talked about Halloween and trunk or treat and what we're going to do here. Right. OK, you know, oh, I'm afraid of the devil. The devil's not in me. Forget that. Greater is he that's in me that's in you in the world. That's right. And the devil, what'd you say? The devil is a liar. He's a liar. Liar. Yes. A liar. He's a liar. Preach it. And, so, and they weren't a powerless kind of people. And, and, the, and, the, and the last thing, and they were determined kind of people. They were determined. And, um, and, and I'm not, it sounds so negative on the, the church today. I wasn't being negative. I'm just telling you why God moved. Yeah. Where miracles were happening, supernatural. Sure. Where thousands of people 3,000, 5,000. But in Acts chapter 2, it says, and the Lord was adding to their number daily. Mm -hmm. And that's the church, man. We are church of action. Yeah, and I think, and again, we're talking about church, honestly, because we only say church. It's happening all over the world, politics and everything. People struggle because it's a, it's a trying to love people where they're at or trying to give people what they want. But, you know, church, we just say church. And a lot of church, I mean, no church is perfect. But the thing is, is, it's the heart, you know, and it's it's about like, listen, uh, in the power of influence, like you were, you, mm -hmm. the power of influence is so important. Absolutely. Um, we talked about Acts today. There's such a great uh, sermon. Turn my hat back, there backwards you like you. There you go. That looking good. You look cool, man. I wish. You I need to lose some weight, but it's okay. I want to look, Brian. Am I look okay or should I turn around? No, it's Brian's alarm that went off this time. Um, but is, listen, that a, is that a prayer time? It is. No. It was an angel noise. Um <laughs> We run out of time here, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, talking about the Book of Acts, it's a it's a pretty crazy one. We're you know we're diving into some some pretty cool stuff. And actually, this is just to help us out as well. 
and you yeah. never, never any criticism or anything, because this is just stuff that God's teaching us and how we can, you know, how can we love people better? How can we do stuff better than the way we are? But guys, this is a crossing conversation. We had so much fun today. We absolutely did. And we're going to keep on going next Monday. We'll have this again. Make sure you tell people and share this. And then we can't wait to see you next time. And make sure if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. Craig, any last words? We both won tonight. We both won tonight. Yeah, I'm very proud of us because I'm very competitive, you know. Yeah, we and you did. We guessed each other. Well, we know each other kind of well, but that's yeah, I, yeah, but um, yeah, I was lucky on it. But anyway, <laughs> and thank uh, you, thanks for watching. And thank you really. so much to our guests, uh, Devin and Bethany, for our student ministry. Absolutely at the crossing. So until next time, I love the audience. That's right. Yeah, right. Until next and time, and our audience. <laughs> until next time, we'll see you later. Later.